generating a lead is is a very important part of it, but it's actually how do you initiate a conversation with that lead once it is generated? Because with Facebook and Instagram, that's top of funnel. That means most of these guys who are coming in through that funnel today aren't ready to buy or sell with you. Um, actually, a study by Marketo says about 96% of those won't be ready to buy or sell today. So it's more effectively how you win friends and influence people and how you initiate a conversation. You're listening to The Real Estate Sessions. I'm your host, Bill Risser, with Fidelity National Title, Tampa District. Thanks for tuning in as we uncover the stories of leaders in our industry. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 217 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, thank you so much for telling a friend. It's how we continue to grow this little show. And uh, today I get to go north of the border. I'm going back to Canada. We've had some great guests uh, in the past from from uh, the great white north. And, and I get to go to Vancouver. I'm sorry. Let me start that again. I get to go to uh, British Columbia. And, and to be honest, I don't know. If, I don't think I've talked to my guests about this, but I honeymooned uh, in in British Columbia. We started in Vancouver and we stayed on a drive to Lake Louise in a little town called Kamloops. My guess is Marcus is going to know that town. I'm talking about Marcus Willard. He's with Street Text. So Marcus, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Bill. Look, I've uh, I've seen a lot about your company and I can't remember exactly where I saw it the first time. Who told me about it? But I have been fired up about what Street Text is doing. And we're going to spend a lot of time talking about Street Text. But first, we got to talk about you. Um, you're you're based in Kelowna, British Columbia. Am I correct there? Yeah, that's correct. We're about, I would say, four hours east of Vancouver. Okay. And and did you grow up in the Okanagan Valley? Did I say that Okanagan right? Okanagan Valley, yeah. <laughs> no, I actually grew up in the Bay Area in California. And I would visit here every summer of my life since I was five years old because my grandparents are from Kelowna. Really? So you're when when did you when did you move then back up to BC? 2010. So in 2010 my grandfather was going through the later stages of Alzheimer's and dementia and we had to actually move him out of his home at the time. So I decided that I would actually go out the, to help Opie. It's we call him Opie in in here uh, since I was a little kid and 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 in that process, I filed for my citizenship because I always had access to it, but I never actually went to um, apply for it. So applied for my citizenship. And then about two weeks into it, I met my wife and the rest is history. Wow. So you're, let's, let's, I'll, I'll retract. I got to kind of go backwards on my questioning a little bit. I was assuming that you were a native and kind of lived in the area. Um, but no, you grew up in the Bay Area, which explains my next question. I know you played some college football and I'm wondering, how does that happen? Why, why is it not hockey? Because that's everything. But yeah, good question. My guess is there wasn't a whole bunch of hockey happening in the Bay Area when you were growing. No, not that I was aware of. I mean, I I idolized the NFL and Major League Baseball as a kid, as, as we actually love our sports. And um, so I played Little League, I played Pop Warner, um, and then into high school, um, chose to play both sports as well. And then um, I actually went to the Air Force Academy Preparatory School. But let's take that back a little bit because the fun part is I get to, I got to play with Jared Allen, who was an all-pro defensive end. Wow. And Trent Edwards, who was a quarterback in the NFL for a while. Right. right. Um, Jared, you're talking Jared Allen, Minnesota Vikings? Minnesota Vikings, yeah, Kansas City yeah. Chiefs. And then Trent Edwards was a Buffalo Bill when he started his career. Um, and um, we were first a part of the first undefeated high school team in our in our 
um, high school history. So we went 13-0 my senior season. The season before that, when we had Jared Allen, we lost in um, the semifinals to Mitty. Um, we were undefeated before we hit that game. So we, we kind of used that offseason that year to say, we are going to do this. And we were the first team to do it. And then actually my brother, who's a year younger than me, went on and did the undefeated season uh, the next year as well and led the entire league in touchdowns and yardage. So I'm just I'm in, in that division. I'm thinking the Willard name is well known. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> division three. I mean, we it was our life, right? And then so I yeah. went from there to um, the only D1 school that I could get to be a part of at that time, which was the Air Force Academy. And so I decided I'd, I'd test out the waters by going to the Air Force Preparatory School in Colorado Springs. And that actually was the year of the uh, Twin Towers um, and 9-11. And so that was like a, a big shock to me in that moment. And I was like, oh, do I really want to be here? Um, and I decided actually to to leave and walked on to the Cal Poly football team in San Luis Obispo. What position did you play? Defensive back. Okay. So safety, cornerback, a little bit of everything. You know, I was a safety in high school and then I moved into defensive. I moved into cornerback as in college. Um, and, you know, honestly – Played a year of semi-pro afterwards into a little washed-up league in the in the Central Valley, but kind of let the um, the allure of the college life get to me instead of actually full force going down the football route. So looking back in retrospect, I would have done maybe a few things differently, but wouldn't we of all to say? But yeah, I know, and I actually decided at one point that I was going to go try to walk on as a baseball player there too, because that's where Ozzie Smith went to school um, and started taking some. Uh, batting practice to one of their pitchers and did really well. But again, that's here and there, there. I mean, it all led us to where we are now. I think everything happens for a reason. My, my last question about um, Cal Poly SLO, it's, there was some good stuff happening at that school at that time, right? Now, like I think Rich Ellerson was yeah. the coach, right? Yeah. So you, there, you were having winning seasons. Yeah. We actually had a, a guy at the time um, who was coaching us as an assistant coach. I think Filippo is his last name and he, he's now part of the, uh, the coaching staff of the Philadelphia Eagles. So you have young children, five-year-old, right? three-year-old, and a newborn. Three boys. Three boys. Can they all play football yeah, if they want they, to? They will be pushed in that direction. I think. I think uh, tackle football starts at the age of six here in Canada. But their mom, their mom has different visions for their sports. She was a hockey player, and she's a good one too. So Austin's already started hockey and ice skating. Someone's going to win. Either you or your wife is going to win when they hit like 12 or 13. They're probably going to pick well, a sport, exactly. Right? I mean, Lisa, my wife, she said, if you're going to be a Canadian, you're going to learn to skate or we're not going to be married. <laughs> <laughs> and how's that coming? It's good. I'm, I'm doing well. Like I haven't picked up the stick yet, but I think that's the next step. Good, good. So you, you finish, uh, you finish college. What was your first gig out of school? You're still in the, in the States. You're still in California. So that's a good question. Actually, I, I, graduated college with the intention of becoming a realtor. My dad was a, a developer and investor. And so my mom got a real estate license too in her life. And I, it was kind of ran in the blood. So I, I decided to get my real estate license in 2007. And I um, kind of when the crash happened, actually. Not the best time. And, you know, I, I was always passionate about fitness and nutrition. So at that time, I kind of used it as an opportunity to just have fun and do some personal training. And then I, I that actually ended up being a career of mine for almost 10 years. Okay, so that's what you were doing when you relocated up to Canada. Yeah, I actually headed the first CrossFit gym in a global box because CrossFit was just emerging at the time as a big fitness movement. Sure. And I decided to create a, a CrossFit within a global gym. And I, I ran that gym. And then I actually eventually 
uh, converted my garage into a personal training studio and ran that for a couple of years. Somewhere along the way, you meet the founders of Street Text. How did that happen? Actually, it was a friend of ours, and a, a pastor of a church at Metro that put us in touch and we just had coffee. And, you know, my background is in business and marketing. That's where I went to school for. Um, so coming for a full circle, I was able to use that um, into the little company. They were they initially got started with textable sign writers. At the time, Street Text, was, that's what their main technology was. And they were just venturing into the lead generation waters. And I was their first hire to sell this new product. So so that helps me with street text. Is that really where the name comes from then? Yeah, like texting. Absolutely. That's where, where we started. And then we just evolved into specifically generating leads. And, you know, it, it really comes down to it's a creating a, a very smart call to action, leveraging your business page, your brand, and dynamic lead capture portals that actually lead into the specifically like a, a full-on CRM with email automation, with text, uh, you know, AI text that comes right to that lead and initiates the conversation. There are a lot of realtors who think they can just do their own Facebook ad campaigns. Marcus, tell me, tell me why they can't. Well, the scope's always changing in the, the landscape of Facebook and Instagram, right? Recently, one of the biggest changes that happened was they are now, because of the Housing Discriminatory Act, making you target a minimum of 15 miles. So that changes everything because we used to actually change zip codes and or, or target zip codes, I should say, in specific towns that are you know a mile radius or less. And now you actually have to adjust your targeting marking to a 15-mile radius. So that actually is going to weed a lot of your competitors out, both um, from all industries, but it's going to give you a lot of opportunities to beat your competition now if you adapt into that influencer model. So it's, you know, running ads is for the person who's trying to do it, actually, the real estate average, this might surprise you, Bill, it's two and a half percent for anybody who launches an ad in the real estate industry from the ability to create a click into a contact. Only two and a half percent of those become a contact wow. on average, which is really poor. And if you're sitting at 9%, you're in the 90th percentile. Street Text right now has a funnel that's producing a 70% click to contact ratio. So that means basically seven out of 10 clicks become a contact with Street Text. We're, we're going to talk a lot about that because I've watched you. I've seen your uh, some webinars you've done, some videos you've done. You have a very specific strategy. But before I get there, let's just talk about the growth of the company a little bit. I know that it, it kind of focused in the, you know, kind of in, the, in, in BC and even more specifically kind of in the Kelowna area when it first started, right? I mean, it was a, a very kind of a local operation that, that um, was able to kind of scale up as they, as they got better at what they were doing. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I would say so. It got started in Canada and actually we focused more on the East Coast um, and it kind of just opened up because the way we actually go after realtors and and brokers and now even in the mortgage industry and we're expanding into multiple industries, but the way we've always done it is use Facebook advertising. So it's no different the way we go and target realtors and our leads as if we actually generate leads for our realtors. It's just understanding that the basic concepts of you know, targeting 101, creating a great call to action, and then having an effective way of capturing the information and initiating conversation. Because it's one thing to actually pay for a lead, but how do you actually convert that lead into a client is another. And that's exactly how I found Street Text. Now that I think back on it, it was a great Facebook ad, compelling, good copy, made me click. 
maybe go watch some video, <laughs> maybe watch your webinar. So you're right. I mean, every it's it's. I love the fact that what you're helping agents with, you have to be good at yourself in order to grow your business. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's funny because it's a it's a catch twenty two. Facebook leads, I find, it's not the hard part, but that's probably because I've been do- doing this for so long. Generating a lead is is a very important part of it, but it's actually how do you initiate a conversation with that lead once it is generated because with facebook and instagram that's top of funnel that means most of these guys who are coming in through that funnel today aren't ready to buy or sell with you Um, actually a study by marcato says about 96 percent of those won't be ready to buy or sell today so it's more effectively how you win friends and influence people and how you initiate a conversation giving a little bit of value because that's what they requested but actually utilizing um, how you discover what their true motivation is because underneath the tip of the iceberg, there's so much more information you need to learn about that person. Right. You can't just go, you know, guns a blazing, just going, Hey, let's go. I'm here to help you buy. I, I think that relationships are like every realtor knows, right? I've asked this question to thousands of realtors around the country. How important are relationships? Are they critical to your success? And the answer is unanimous. Every single hand goes up in the room, right? Yeah. Yet how many will actually take the time to implement that strategy? And I'm sure this has got to be a, a like a sticking point for you when when somebody might you know call you up or call up the team and say, you know what, there's a, there's an issue here. I'm not really getting the conversion you talked about, uh, and then you find out they're doing none of the things you've asked them to do to start those relationships. You have to have had those conversations. All the time, and that's why we have a seven day trial because it's it's our way of weeding out people that are not going to be fits. I asked for one thing. I said, I don't want an investment of your your wallet initially. I need an investment of your time because ultimately our solution is there's a learning curve. And it's understanding that the the actual conversion model that we teach is so heavily uh, modeled on your ability to influence that lead. And I think where we weed people out is we really embrace video technology to do it. So if you know that you're going to get a high submission of emails coming through our funnel, then the best thing you can do is automate a video that automatically sends off and introduces yourself. Um, because if you do that, you're, you're humanizing the process and you're immediately, you know, I, I find if you leave it to HTML or text communication as the first impression you give them, you're going to be sitting at a percent conversion like everybody else out there. But if you use video to communicate who you are and how you like to help them and you're genuine in your approach and you ask key questions, you can times that by 10. Right. I love the fact that you focus on creating opportunities for conversations. I mean, that not, not, not generating leads. In fact, you can almost not even call them leads, right? These are opportunities for conversations. Is that I like to call them like, you know, look at them as a disc, like you never pre-qualify anybody, by the way, even if they tell you they're ready to sell immediately or they're just curious or the refinancing, whatever they might tell you, never assume that's actually what's happening. You look at every single calls as a discovery call um, and you leverage every piece of information you have, even an address only bill, which most people neglect. You can pull up tax records in the States, find them on Facebook, initiate the conversation. Um, and we actually teach a whole model that is based on leveraging your own personal Facebook as a CRM. Because if you friend request somebody, you can drop them into a friends list. And if you have a friends list, you can start influencing that list. And it allows you to track the communication you have with that person. So there's a lot of, like I think, cutting edge opportunities to start leveraging your own personal Facebook in, in a way that has never been leveraged before. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, since 2011... Uh, Marcus, I've been promoting friendless, uh, 
for, for nearly a decade and basically telling most realtors, your business page is, you know, you got to have it for two reasons. One, if you want to run ads, you get, it'll be from a page. And two, if I Google you and you have a nice page set up, it'll show up. And if you have a crappy page set up, that'll show up too. And it needs to look good. But other than that, um, the heavy lifting for relationship building is going to come off the profile. And I think that's kind of where you're going, right? Yeah, um, kind of. Like the way I look at it is the – if because our funnels, for example, if someone clicks on the ad and the ad might say, if someone were to buy your cologne at home, would you sell it? Find its value in the current market. So when that person is stopping their scroll, right? And the average time spent on Facebook at the moment is about an hour a day. For this style of call to action, which you know we're leveraging an actual map image, which most people are like, well, why would you use that? We use maps every day. It's very familiar. It's very easy to click on. Once they click on that and submit their address, and they have to click on a little box that says permission to be contacted by email, at that very moment is the light bulb that needs to, to open up in someone's mind because that's where the automation is firing. That's where you can communicate who you are and how you like to help them. And essentially, if you have a video in there that's communicating a an effective message, it can essentially be pointing the relationship back to Facebook and leveraging messenger, which is where I try to take every conversation I have. Because once you have messenger, you got friends lists and then you can track and you can put them in multiple lists and cross over. And effectively that's the best piece of communication you can have because you can send video, you can send voicemail, you can send PDFs and files um, and it'll keep everything in one place that's centralized to where your leads and your clients are spending the most amount of time every day. Yeah, let's talk about video a little bit more. You uh, you mentioned BombBomb when you talk uh, on some of your videos or on the webinars and things. And I'm a, I'm a huge BombBomb fan. I, I've interviewed Ethan Butte, Steve Passanelli, Alicia Baruti. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I I tell people if you only had $50 to spend on marketing, that's all you've got. You've got $50 and nothing else. Get a BombBomb account and start using it every day. Um, talk about how it integrates and works with uh, Street Text. Well, you can embed videos in the automations. That's the, the first step. It's starting with the idea of what's the first impression you're giving them. And if they're going to be submitting leads at all different times of the day, um, submitting the lead information and you can't be there, that's the most effective way to get face-to-face. Now, personally, you need to use it to respond to them. That's where you know the whiteboard, writing their name on that whiteboard, um, they're going to be coming up with a new feature in the um, in the near future, it allows you not to have to even write the name. It'll be automatically, you can input it in on the, the actual video. Nice. But the call to action, you, you know, integrating with the right, the key integrations too is, is an important part of that. Like, so they can book into your calendar, like Calendly, for example. Um, and now tomorrow, for example, we're doing a webinar with HomeBot. I'm really excited about that one because that's going to do a whole nother thing for the home value. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to save a lot of time for these realtors and then give a lot more value with the CMA. Things like how much equity do you have in your home? Could you Airbnb it? Could you take this equity and invest it in other properties? Things that are outside the box with the whole picture of value um, of their home. And then it'll constantly stay in touch with them on a monthly as well. So for me, it's not just leveraging video on the automated side, but it's on the personal side and then communicating how you'd like to continue the relationship with that person. So if you use video authentically, genuinely, and actually personally, you can take that conversation into Facebook and then continue using Facebook and BombBomb synergistically. You talk about authenticity. You talk about, I mean, you're talking about real-time video where they're actually going to record something very specifically for that person. Yeah. Like Bill, if you come in um, through my funnel and you requested a home value, I might do something like, Hey Bill, thank you so much for your Facebook home valuation request. I'll be working on it shortly. In the meantime, 
check your message request folder. Most likely I just sent you a message. I make sure everybody gets a chance to meet me. Right. And, 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 you know, here's my Facebook profile just below. So you already know that I'm setting the tone for where you're going to continue the conversation with me. That'd yeah. be the idea of a, a very general automated video you might have in your dashboard. What percentage of the time do you spend with uh, customers of street text, getting them coached up on how to be, how to use video in that way to be more effective with it? I would think it'd be a big portion of the time. It's, 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 it's both in trial. We're really effectively tapping into Facebook to show you how to leverage our funnels to find the lowest cost leads. And then within, I would say your first few months of street text, you're really just learning from the group because we have a mastermind. We host every Wednesday. We have 50 or more of our top converting agents sharing their strategies, sharing their videos, um, their integrations, how they're initiating conversation with people. That's one of the my favorite parts of Street Texas are masterminds, but then we also have daily trainings to help you convert. And then obviously one-on-one coaching as well for these guys that are having a little bit harder time starting the, the relationship with their leads. Yeah. Yeah. I think so many people, when they think about lead generation, they, they, they don't really understand that a lead is really just somebody somehow remotely interested in real estate that kind of raised their hand and, and maybe gave up an email, maybe didn't, maybe gave up a phone number, maybe didn't. And that, that there's a whole lot of work left, correct? Oh yeah. I mean, that's what spending in some cases we can produce a dollar leads. It's, it's completely different. Like top of funnel versus middle of funnel, which is like Google SEO style of lead versus bottom of funnel, which would be your classic Zillow, truly a realtor style of lead, way different scenarios. So hundred percent it's, it's on your ability to actually start and initiate the relationship, but most importantly, nurture that relationship um, as that time comes. And so for me, it's, it's all about, uh, how else can you do it? I don't, I don't like to rely on any sort of drip email campaign because it's not personal, but Facebook is personal. And when you have them in these lists, you know, when to reach out to people, you know, when to actually put them into another list based on the time frame coming. Um, and it, and, and it forces you to actually see this person um, as a human being and you might have similar values similar friends, likes, and interests. And as soon as they see that part of your life with your family and what you're doing, what you like, that immediately makes it real life. Whereas a lot of people who generate leads, it's very impersonal for them. They're thinking of them as a transaction. Yes. I I think a lot of realtors don't want to do, they don't want to cold call. They don't want to do all those difficult things. You're really giving them an out here. You're saying, look, we've got a different way to do this. We've got a way to, to get them to a place where it's going to feel like it's somebody you, you, <laughs> I don't want to say you already know, but you've got, we're, we're setting up this warm intro. So this next part should be easy. We're not asking you to call a hundred people a day that have, that you know nothing about other than a phone number and maybe, you know, some expired list or FISBO list. This is completely different. Yeah. Think of it this way. At least on the seller side, you're digitally door knocking and anybody who raises their hand, they, they're basically metaphorically putting a little flag in their front yard saying I could be selling in the future. And so would you be that guy who knocks on their door and leaves a note on the ground and hopes that it's interpreted the way that you want it to? Or would you literally be at the door introducing yourself and asking some key questions to help them get the most accurate value they possibly could? And so that's the difference when you don't have video versus when you do is this idea of they're, they're opening the door to you. Are you going to digitally, you know, doorbell ditch them or are you can actually be there to, with, with, the genuine, most authentic version of yourself looking to give them the most amount of value possible. Right. As far as cost for street text, 
you know, you're very open about the fact that it doesn't have to be a lot of money daily. It's just got to be moved around effectively. And that's important. And that's part of the process. But I've read or listened somewhere as little as $10 a day could be very effective, you know, using the right tactics. Five bucks a day could be effective. (laughs) At the end of the day, if you're getting a 50 cent cost per click in 70% 70% of those are becoming contacts and you do the math. It's just really more effectively how you are able to look at every single contact as a person that you want to connect with and being both genuine, but I, I would say you, you have to continue going after that person. And remember, no just means not yet. You have to learn how to overcome objections. Most people, if someone says no, they just stop there. They don't learn to actually ask the right questions to get that person to open up in discussion. Um, so a lot of this is proper training and just kind of shifting our mentality around and understanding that if we're coming across as, as looking to be genuine and help this person, then we're going to be uh, resilient in our pursuit of that relationship. Right. And this is all stuff they can get help with through the mastermind, through you and, and some of the other folks there. Yeah. The, the beauty about what we do is that we offer a trial. The trial is free with the exception of your ad spend on Facebook. And we don't encourage anybody just to go out there and run random ads. We play a game called Chase the Ace, where we're showing people how to beta test and split test appropriately. You really only need a few hundred people reaching on Facebook before you determine the ad's performance. And for me, from what we've seen you know, over the last five years of doing this, that if you haven't got at least an email within the first $10 spent, we're going to turn the ad off and we're going to split test elsewhere. Because it's not like you're testing ads. You're actually just testing audiences for the most clicks. And if you get a good audience producing a lot of clicks within the first few hundred people reached, that's a big performance indicator. And that could last for the year if you're treating that ad right yeah. um, and you're monitoring it for social engagement and it's, it keeps on producing, you're going to have a great performance indefinitely. You mentioned HomeBot. Is there anything else that uh, Street Text is working on going forward in the future? Um, we're just going to be merging and, and opening up into a lot of different uh, categories out there in the lead generation space. So recently, we've been kind of working on the mortgage side. We should be working, obviously, on the title side and the insurance side. And I think anybody who's a small business owner that's looking to generate leads in the future, we, we have the possibility of working with you on that. Integrations, as far as integration is concerned, we've always been really close with BombBomb. There's a new system out there called Dub that's kind of a competitor of BombBomb that I'm looking into to see um, how that compares. And HomeBot is the latest. I mean, we, we're open. We're up, to, to be honest, we're open to working with anybody that can give more value to our customers. So if, if that's going to help your process and help you convert more leads into relationships, we're going to work with you. Marcus, we've been here half an hour. You've got three little kids at home. So I'm going to ask you the final question that I've asked every guest on the podcast. And that's, if you could give one piece of advice to a new agent getting started, what would it be? Wow. I would say go all in on social media because everything is trending and moving into the influencer model. And the only way to do that effectively and and leverage your marketing dollars is, is to understand that it's all about how you create influence and maintain influence. And if someone's going to be spending at least an hour a day or more at this point, and it's going to just be trending upwards on a specific platform, that's where you need to be. So forget the bus ads and forget Google SEO, forget Zillow and Truly and Realtor because they're, they're changing their model as well. Go Facebook, go Instagram and learn how to actually become somebody who understands the algorithm of the marketing model 
but then really focus on leveraging systems automations and personally working on creating relationship with every single lead you generate. Um, that's where you're going to be. If you look at it, if you look at it as a long game, set all your marketing in, in Facebook initially, and you'll look back a year or two years from now, and you'll have numbers similar to Donna Swansea. Donna Swansea was a perfect example. She was a teacher before she got into real estate. And three years later, she's close to 200 deals closed directly from street text and Facebook. Wow. Marcus, if somebody wants to reach out and talk to you more about the tool, what's the best way for them to do that? Facebook me. <laughs> That's perfect. Marcus with a K, right? <laughs> Marcus, M-A-R-K-U-S-W-I-L-L-A-R-D. Uh, send me a Facebook message and friend request and tell me where you heard, you know, and I want to give the credit to where the credit's due, Bill. And I'll take good care of you. I'll, I'll get you into a trial and I'll set you up for the win. Way to way to be right on point with that response, Marcus. That was great. I, I want to thank you for your time. This is really, I, I when someone comes to me and says, I think I'm going to do Facebook ads. Right now I'm saying, call the guys at Street Text. Go online, go check them out. Um, I love what you guys are doing. Keep up the great work. And uh, thanks for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me, Bill.